The Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. Our pre-OTA predictions today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. And before you call me a homer, let me tell you, thanks for making us your first listen. Check out another show here on the Locked On Podcast Network for your next listen. Because all across the network, we're here for free every day on every platform, starting with YouTube and every audio platform you can think of. Like, sub, and hit the bell here on our channel, and I appreciate you checking us out. There are plenty of other shows that are, you're going to really, really enjoy this time of year as everything comes together. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, and RGRfootball.com. And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. There's a lot to talk about when we get into this schedule. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking about this when the schedule came out. Now we're going to get into our predictions as to what we think is going to happen. Ryan's kind of already told you what he thinks is going to happen this season. <laughs> But let's just go ahead and dive into it right now. Okay. Well, you want to go week by week. Let's start with the kickoff game. The Detroit Lions are a team that has, I think, improved themselves over the offseason. We shouldn't look past them. And clearly, we're all going to be excited for the season to start. But when it's against Detroit, and uh, you know, all kneecap-chewing jokes aside, they have made strides. I'm a little surprised they, they didn't elect to go after uh, a quarterback earlier in order to, like, give Goff some support and see maybe a bit of the future, but clearly he's the guy they're going to be facing in week one. Yeah. And I do want to say this really quick as we start this, I would say that we need to look at this from a perspective of everybody's healthy, which obviously isn't going to happen, but right. uh, that's how we're going to look at this. And so week one, I have this down as a win. I think that Kansas city finds a way to win this game. And I say finds because I do think Detroit is a better team than we're giving them credit for, or a lot of people have given them credit for. They're a better team last year than their record, in my opinion. I think they got better as the season went on, and I think they improved this offseason. So I still think that this is a win for Kansas City uh, in the kickoff game. But I do think it's going to be closer than most people would expect, especially considering Kansas City's offense usually starts okay, but their defense starts slow. And, and that's what it comes down to. A couple of, of new weapons over on the Detroit side. Obviously, uh, Marvin Jones is, is the headliner there. Amon Ross St. Brown, decent uh, season last year. What they have on the offensive line, I think it'll be all right. Penesul is the big investment there. Uh, Taylor Decker's now, I, he's going on year seven. I wouldn't have guessed that at the right tackle. But it's Sam Laporta, uh, a move H-type tight end. And it's Jameer Gibbs, the guy who, when I was watching film pre-draft, Really reminded me the absolute most of anybody who could look like Jamar Charles. It is Gibbs. So two new weapons in that offense that's going to stress the linebackers in particular from the Kansas State Chiefs. So that's the matchup that I'm looking for there. Yeah, and I also will say I think it's actually lucky for Kansas City to play them early on because I think that they're going to get better throughout the season. I think that the team is going to continue to improve as they start playing together as a unit and some of those rookies get involved on the offensive side. Let's move on to week two, though. Looking at this Jaguars team playing in Jacksonville at noon, which is the only noon kickoff the Chiefs have that's not the only game that's going on at the time because they do play the Raiders later on at a noon time, but they're the only game on. So uh, this is their only noon game at a normal schedule. Uh, I still see this as a win. I think that the Jaguars are going to have a very good offense. This could be a huge shootout game, uh, and I really do think that that's probably the way it will go. But I do think Kansas City ends up winning the game. Yeah, I mean, when you look at what they've done, uh, Calvin Ridley's going to be a new factor for them. 
Uh, we've seen Christian Kirk in that offense. We saw Travis Etienne. Uh, Tank Bigsby will probably be his backup. So you get a one-two punch there. They might try to run on the Chiefs a little bit more. The big X factor is going to be the fact that they have Derek Parrish. How do they choose to use him? Because I think Doug will get a little creative. But I have this as their second win of the season. But I do think they might see this team again in the playoffs. Then they get to week three Absolutely. for the Chicago Bears. And I'm sorry, Ryan Poles. Glad you're, you for your time in Kansas City. But your Bears ain't ready for this team. I'm just going to tell you, that's that's a win for the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that's a win, too. I don't think there's really much question in that. Uh, Kansas City has the... Chance that they play down to the competition, and that could be a problem, but I still think that this is a win. I think they start the season 3-0. and What's going to be really interesting is going to be uh, George Karloftis and Felix Anadike Uzama against Darnell Wright, a guy that I think could have fit in Kansas City had they wanted him, uh, ended up in Chicago. So that's going to be a rookie-rookie matchup there in Week 3 that I think could be interesting. And then you get to Week 4 with the New York Jets, and I think this is going to be probably the key matchup for me. Chiefs come in 3-0 and for both of us, I think they leave with a loss. I'm just going to put it out there. This might be the stumbling block, particularly on the defensive side. Yeah, I think that this is their first loss of the season. I think that you look at this team with against the Jets, I think the Jets have a fantastic offense, at least on paper. Uh, we'll see if it all starts clicking by the time the season starts. I think that uh, it's possible Aaron Rodgers could have a little bit of a resurgence. And if he has a resurgence, it's going to be er- more earlier in the season than it will be late. Uh, as I do think that that could cause some issues for them later in the season. But I do think that this is Kansas City's first loss. Uh, this is a primetime game against a team that really should be very good. Uh, and while I think Kansas City has the ability to beat the Jets, I don't think they do this time around. Fair enough. And I kind of feel like that as well. Um, they should still be pretty healthy on the offensive line, which is their their bugaboo. Uh, John Franklin Myers, Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson, and now Will McDonald. That's a pretty good edge rusher group against two tackles. Still trying to get the feel here in the first quarter. Uh, I think this is tight, but I think this could be the first loss. Then we're going to get into the second and, and the middle section here. But we have to tell you that there are things that this team might need, but you guys probably need some of this too. Yeah, and I'm going to talk to you about our friends over at Bill Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and the calories, then you have to try the best-tasting protein bar ever, Built. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and they taste amazing. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm really not sure how Built does it because they taste so good. They taste like a candy bar. They only have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. We've been telling you for years to go to Built.com and get a box of Bilt Bars at Bilt.com. But now you can get them at Sam's Club, or you can get them at Walmart, uh, depending on what you want. If At Walmart, you can get a four-bar box of flavors, cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. And if you're at Sam's Club, you can get a 13-bar box of hit flavors, brownie batter puff, and churro puff. And you can still get the amazing specialty flavors at Bilt.com. You will thank us later. And shout out to our fans that are letting us know when they're picking up these boxes. Uh, a lot of people very happy with Built uh, as we get to hear from them. I love seeing those, by the way. Uh, we get to week five, and it's the Minnesota Vikings who may be without their star tailback. Uh, we talked about that some yesterday. Dalvin Cook is rumored to be on the trading block. They might not even see him, or if they do see him, it could be in a chief uniform. You never know. But this is a team that I think has uh, been flying under the radar as of late. They have a Justin Jefferson competing for to be the best wide receiver in this 
great fit in there. Uh, they brought in Jalen Rieger as well. So they got a little bit over the top. I, I think just overall combined with uh, TJ Hawkinson, Kirk Cousins just seems to get it done. I don't think they can beat the Chiefs, but I think it might be tighter than we think. It's definitely possible, especially if Kansas City's defense starts slow like they have in the past. If they continue to get better and their defense improves this year, maybe this isn't a close game. Uh, I don't believe Kirk Cousins is going to be Patrick Mahomes. I have this down as a win. I think the Chiefs move to 4-1 and one as they head into Thursday Night Football against a Broncos team that quite literally, I think, is going to be intriguing to watch to see how they play the first five weeks of the season just because – we know what Russell Wilson looked like last year. Is he going to be able to get back closer to what he was before? I don't think so. But with Sean Payton running the offense, it's going to be intriguing nonetheless. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And, and these games are so close, these two Bronco games, uh, they're week six and week eight. I'm just going to address them as as they're the same game because you might have an injury or two in between, but I doubt it's going to change a lot. I think these are both wins for the Chiefs. It's not really that close. All due respect to Russell Wilson combined with Sean Payton, I don't think it's enough to really change everything yet. You're looking at Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy. Yes, those are formidable players. Uh, they added Marvin Mims. I think K.J. Hamler's possibly a trade candidate, to tell you the truth. And then, obviously, they have uh, the tight end, Dulcich, that I think is going to be a little bit more formidable to deal with than uh, the tight ends for the Broncos have been in the past. But it's the other side. Yes, you have Pats or 10. Kareem Jackson rejoined them. Justin Simmons is still there. But Zach Allen comes over for Arizona as one of the edge rushers. Jonathan Harris is the other. Um, you have Nick Benito in the background as a backup. I'm just not sure how they're going to be able to get any pressure on Patrick. And it does feel like these are going to be two wins. I agree with you on that. And I think that that's the key is I don't think Denver's defense is going to be good as it ha as good as it has been in years past. So I think that's going to be a big key for Kansas City. So I think they win both these games. Moving on to week seven, though, this is where it gets really intriguing for me because the Chargers early in the season generally tend to play very well. The thing that works against them this year that hasn't worked against them in the past is they actually have to travel to Kansas City and they're playing on three days less rest than the Chiefs will be. Yeah, that's going to be a significant difference. Now, they've, they've added a little bit in that we've talked about Quinton Johnson a couple of weeks ago in the draft. Uh, combine him with Keenan Allen, which, you know, by week seven may not even be available at that point because of his injury history. We'll see. Mike Williams is the big thing here that I think he's he's had some, some performance against the Chiefs in the past. Uh, even Josh Palmer has, who's now relegated to a backup role, along with returner Darius Davis, who might get on the field as kind of a uh, uh, underneath or, or a gadget type guy. Their offense is still their offense, and Herbert is still running it. I think the emergence of Jamari Slater and uh, Rashawn Slater, who are both healthy at this point, kind of solidifies them. It's going to be offense versus offense for me. Uh, nothing against Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa. That's going to be the premier matchup on the field, I think. Edges versus the Chiefs' new tackles. But by week seven, I think that will have worked itself out. I think this is win, but I think this is like a three-point game. Yeah, I think it's going to be close, and I do think it's going to be a win. Uh, so at this point, Kansas City has one loss headed into week nine against the Miami Dolphins in England. And I I will say this Germany. is a game. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why I said England. Germany, I apologize. Uh, I will say this is a game where I went back and forth looking at this game. Uh, I think that Kansas City has the ability to beat the Dolphins. I think that they can beat the Dolphins. The real question I have is, is not necessarily, and I know we're talking about these teams as they're healthy, 
But the reality is, is I don't know that Tua is going to be able to stay healthy even to week nine. Agreed. I think that is going to be the question. And I think you, you saw them lose some juice as the season went on. Um, their offense is definitely unique, and I think it, it can expand yet again. Uh, I do give credit to the coaching staff for being creative, but I don't know that it's enough to keep up with the high-octane offense the Chiefs are going to put on the field, uh, especially going over there and understanding what the, the franchise's emphasis on the foreign games are going to be. I feel like the Chiefs are going to be set up and every precaution could be taken to put them in the best place to be on that field. Uh, I do think this is a win for Kansas City, and they get to the bye at, uh, what is it, 8-1 and one at this point. Yep. Week 10 bye week, they come back off of it for Monday Night Football right to the Super Bowl rematch. Uh, Monday Night Football against the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the second gotcha game for me. Because as much as the, the quarterback sneak was the story of last year, I do think that the Eagles have done enough to kind of round out and take themselves in another direction. Now, we know Travis's brother is going to return, but he's not really the only thing. They have Jalen Carter. Their front is going to be not only reloaded, but younger. I think this is going to be a tough ballgame. I think it's going to be a tough ballgame, and I'm actually saying this is going to be their second loss. The one caveat that I will say in this game is we have to see how the coordinators play out in Philadelphia. And we'll know that, obviously, by the time they get to Week 11 – that's not really even an injury thing. Obviously, injuries are going to play into who's going to be available and, and can really change the landscape of that game. But two coordinator changes can be a lot for a team to come back from, even if you have all the talent in the world. If your team can't play the scheme that you're trying to play, you're going to have trouble. And I think that could possibly play into this. But I do think that this is Kansas City's second loss. I can live with that. I think it's going to be super close. But I'll, I'll agree with you there. That That's two out of the first 11 when we get back, we're going to go over games uh, 12 through 17 and get there and see how they finish this season right after this. So we pick up the first matchup of the season against the Raiders, uh, a team that I think is just going to be falling apart by this stage. Um, I'm going to give Max Crosby in the front on the defensive side some credit, and I think they will be hanging in there. I just don't see how points are going to be scored by the Raiders, even with Josh McDaniels back with Jimmy Garoppolo, in any kind of way that keeps up with Kansas City. This is uh, November 26th. It's the afternoon kick. I think this is a pretty smooth win for the Chiefs. I would agree with you, and I, I tend to wonder if McDaniels is even going to still be the head coach or he's at least on the hot seat <laughs> by that point. Uh, I do think that the Raiders are going to implode. I don't think he is a good coach. I think he's shown that the last time he was a head coach. I think he's shown it again after what he did this past year. His personality and his the style he wants to go with has gotten in the way of him having good players on his team, and I think that's going to hurt them. Uh, so I think that this is an easy win for Kansas City. I think they moved to, what, 9-2 and two at this point? Mm-hmm. So then they go up against the Green Bay Packers <laughs> on Sunday Night Football, and I do think Jordan Love is going to be a good QB. I do not know how good of a QB he'll be. That's going to be interesting to watch this season. But I don't see it being a loss for Kansas City. I think that they're going to win this game. And, and I don't know that it'll be a really high-scoring game on both sides, but it could be. And I know you guys are saying, well, Jordan Love and the Packers beat them last time they played. I get that. Jaden Reed is joining Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs. They're going to have three starting wide receivers that are younger than anybody else on that roster. Certainly all the guys that ended up in Green Bay. 
two second year guys and a third along with a quarterback that is what has he got six quarters under his belt i think that's about it um luke musgrave is the wild card for me here he should be their starting tight end they do have uh, another really interesting guy in uh tucker craft that they drafted as well i just don't know that double tights uh, or even H-back types guys are going to be enough to get around Willie Gay and Drew Tranquil, who I think they will attack. I think this is a pretty simple win. And that gets us to uh, week 14 against the Buffalo Bills. And this is a matchup. Obviously, it didn't go the same way that it did uh, during the 13-second game. But the Bills, I think, are still probably right out front of what's going to be going on in the AFC East. They added Justin Shorter at the, uh, the wide receiver spot to kind of bring him along. They're going double tight more as well with Dalton Kincaid. And the Chiefs have had a little bit of trouble with some of the more athletic tight ends over the years. This is going to be a stressful one for me. At the end of the day, if you get full Josh Allen, I think this could be a loss for the Chiefs and giving them three. This is actually where I picked them to have their third loss of the season. Uh, I, I think that they have the ability to beat Buffalo. But one of the things that I think Kansas City looks at, and I don't think they do it purposely, but I think that when you look at the way that they play in the regular season compared to how they change things in the playoffs sometimes, I think that they would take a loss in in the regular season and feel okay about it because they are more than likely going to play Buffalo again in the playoffs. I do think that this is their third loss. And while I know a lot of people won't like that, uh, can they beat Buffalo? Yes, I don't see them beating Buffalo this time around. I'm not too worried about it either. I might be a little bit more worried about the New England Patriots the next week on Monday Night Football because that's going to be a sleeper game. It could be a sleeper game. But the other thing I will say is even if they're at a third loss in week 14, I don't know that Buffalo is going to have only three losses. I think Buffalo could have four losses, if not more at that point, because they're going to be in a division that's going to be brutal for them. They're going to have to play the Jets twice. They're going to have to play the Dolphins twice. They have to play the Patriots twice. And yeah, the Patriots probably are the worst of the four, but they don't play great against Belichick. So we'll see how that ends up. Well, I like what the Patriots have done. Um, They added Christian Gonzalez, the best corner in the class, in my mind, perfect Belichick guy. So against the Chiefs that are going to be more of a uh, group of twos rather than a, a, a one and some guys. I do feel like that's going to play into it. And by this point in the season, week 15, I think the rookie's going to have his feet under him. So I think that matchup may be a bigger deal than than we can see now. But they also added a, a lot on offense with uh, Keishon Butte, who I think will kind of round out there. Juju is now a Patriot. We got to remember that. And they got to Mario Douglas, too, that I think can add to uh, what Tyquan Thornton can do in stretching the field. I think this is going to be a challenge for the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs pull it out because there's a lot of reinforcement that they just did this offseason in their uh, offensive line. But if Mac Jones is there, the Chiefs win. If Bailey Zappi has to start, which I do hope for, Chiefs win big. But either way, it's a W. Yeah, I think it's a W. And, and the reason it's a W is because it's Mac Jones. Uh, and even if it's Bailey Zappi, I, I agree with you. I think the Chiefs could win, would win that game. But I do think that the thing that's going to stop the Patriots right now is Mac Jones. I don't think he's good enough, and that'll be the downfall of that team. So I'm moving them on with another win at this point. So what are they? Ten and three at this point? Ten and four? No, eleven and three. Mm-hmm. Three games remaining. Eleven and three headed into the Raiders a Monday noon game on Christmas Day. This is not a national 
game, but it is a national game because they're the only team that's going to be playing or the only two teams that are going to be playing at noon on Christmas Day. Uh, we talked about this earlier in Week 12. I don't think this is much of a challenge. I think Kansas City wins this game. I think it's pretty handily at that. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there. I am intrigued, obviously, by Jacoby Myers. But at this point in the season, if Jimmy Garoppolo is still at the helm, I think his offense is pretty much divulged down to chuck it at Devontae as much as you can, try to hit Michael Mayer underneath and give Josh the ball. That's not enough to beat Kansas City. Um, we'll see if Tyree Wilson has come around. I think that's going to be, be a big storyline in week seven. In, sorry, week in 16. In week 17, they get the Bengals. It is New Year's Eve, a 325 kick. And this is, I think, going to be the, the pinnacle of the regular season. This is going to be for first place in the AFC, in my opinion. Yep. I agree. I think that's exactly what this game is. And I hate that they did this in week 17. I understand why they did it, because it is probably going to be a first place game. But I hate that they did this to Kansas City. And I, their schedule is hard enough, as is. Uh, and to have to do this again, I think that's a bad situation. And they're going to be playing off of six days rest, not seven, since they play Monday night. Or sorry, Monday the week before. Agreed. Um, there's one player that I think we got to watch out for in that I don't know if all three starting wide receivers will still be healthy at this point in the season. The guy that I think is the next most dangerous is Charlie Jones because he's an underneath Edelman type that I think the Chiefs are going to have to be stressing uh, whether Legereus or whether it's another nickel corner. I think that's going to be the way the, the offense flows there because I feel like the Chiefs' long, tall outside corners can compete with the big three in uh, Cincinnati. But here's the thing. They didn't add much to their starting roster. There are zero new additions that I, by my count, on their starting offense or defense that were added this offseason. A lot of backups, a lot of guys that could progress. I do expect Miles Murphy to be a player here in a year or two. But I don't see an involvement. And you saw the Ravens get better. I think you've seen the Steelers get better. You can argue even the, the Browns have gotten better. I think the AFC North is going to beat them up a bit. And yes, this will still be for the for the AFC number one spot, I think. But I don't think they're going to be able to put up as much of a fight. And we'll I see. see and the, the, actually, I take this as a loss. But I will say they did add one piece in Orlando Brown. And whether or not that's going to be a positive for them, we'll see. Uh, but I actually am taking it for a loss this time around just because okay. – I do think it's a situation where they should win the game. Uh, it's possible that the North is going to beat them up. And if it's a play for the number one seed, that makes this more intriguing. But I think Kansas City has shown that Cincinnati has their number at times. Uh, and really, this goes back to what I said before. I think that they're a better postseason team than they are a regular season team. Uh, and I think that that's going to play into this. I can see that. And uh, apologies, folks, for my mental block on one former Orlando Brown. So uh, that brings us to week 18. And that is still yet to be determined. It's going to be the first week of January, either the 6th or the 7th. And it is going to be about the Chargers. I would, uh, right now, I don't feel like this is going to come down to the AFC West or, or have uh, any West divisional title implications. But any game against the Chargers, for the Chiefs probably playing for first place in the AFC, is going to have seeding ramifications. They might be playing to get into a, a wild card berth at this point. So I think this is going to be a slugfest. 
It certainly could be a slugfest. The one thing that makes this very interesting for me is that you just don't know what is going to be going on by week 18. If Kansas City has sewn up a you know two or three seed, uh, and there's no way that they can really do any better than that uh, because Cincinnati beat them the week before, this is a situation where maybe you give your guys an extra week of rest because you're not going to have a bye week. Uh, that's where I'm really torn on this game. I think that Kansas City has the ability to win it, but what is at stake for both teams is really going to determine who's going to win or lose this game, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And a motivated Charger team can do some damage, that's for sure. Uh, in the end, I'm going to say this is a win. And uh, just like last year, my pre-OTA thoughts right now is a, is a 14-3 and three season. Uh, I'm going 13-4 and four, I, with the difference in the Bengal game. And I do think that Kansas City wins this game week 18 as long as they have something to play for. If they have nothing to play for, it's really not going to matter. And it's going to be a wash regardless. Uh, but I do agree with what you started this whole show with. Kansas City is a team that has the ability to get back to the Super Bowl, and I do think that this is the start of them getting back to the Super Bowl with the schedule. It's going to be very tough with all the different teams they play, and the league kind of screwed them when it came to days off uh, between games at times. Uh, and they have a distinct disadvantage going up against multiple teams in that regard, so that's going to be something to watch as well. I completely agree. Let us know. Where do you think the record falls after everything that we've gone through today? Uh, that's not obviously counting the playoff run, but I am confident in a Super Bowl return. Let us know your opinion. Leave your record, your regular season record, down in the comments here on YouTube. You can throw them in the reviews on Spotify or Apple as well. But we'd like to know. Hit us at Locked On Chiefs on Twitter. We would appreciate that. And you need to check out the rest of the Locked On lineup because every team's going through this kind of portion of the offseason. Keep tabs on the Raiders by listening to Q. Go check out the Broncos and listen to Cody. You might as well get a little inside intel, and there's plenty of shows to go around. So we appreciate you spending your time with us. Again, if you are not uh, a subscriber yet here on YouTube, hit the like, the sub, and the bell. We would appreciate your time. Monday, we're going to come back and take another look at a key position that has to take a step forward in 2023 in order to make all this happen. So thanks for listening today, and we'll talk to you Monday.